Be'ezus Hashem Yisborech, we will continue Simen Yud Aleph, Geres HaKodesh, the 11th letter from the Holy Letters of the Balatanya, which is known as Laskil Chabina, to enlighten you with understanding. We are continuing to explain the enlightenment, the the understanding that a person gets when he has this enlightenment and the idea that he has to hold on to this enlightenment. We are explaining that this demands a tremendous attention, which is the true meaning of meditation. And we have said yesterday that what the Balatanya is saying over here, and the reason why we're spending so much time on this is because this is very different than what he says in the rest of Tanya. In the rest of Tanya, the Alter Rebbe explains that Yishko in Hashem, that Hashem could dwell and does dwell within a person, in, a per, in the world, through a person restraining himself, restricting himself, limiting himself, struggling with temptation and desire. But in this simon, the Alter Rebbe is not talking about Yishko in Hashem. He's talking about Yishkin Oir Hashem, that perpetually, constantly, all the time, Hashem, the light of Hashem, should dwell within your body. The light meaning that it should be, you should be aware, you should be attentive, you should be enlightened all the time. The person should be in a state of presence all the time. Presence means. The translation of the word presence means to be aware. To be aware of what is going on right now. Fully aware. And therefore the Balatanya says that a person who has desires to become something better in the future, a person who has desires of the flesh, which means over here that a person who has desires to find himself, a hope to find himself in Chayim Besarim, in the world of materiality, in the world of his body, if that's his desires, if his desires are his sensory pleasures that he has, then that is not the way which he's going to become enlightened. That is not the way which the light of God will be dwelling within his body. So it's extremely important to see the beginning of enlightenment that he's talking about in this simon, which is a fact. He is not laying down for you a job to do, that you should nullify your will before Hashem's will. Because that 
contains struggle, that maintains a tremendous work for a person to do. A tremendous work a person has to wake up in the morning and he has desires, other type of desires. And if he has other types of desires, then he has to work to nullify his desire, to put away his desires for Hashem's desire. Over here, the Balatanya is talking about something entirely different. He's talking about Yishkun Oir Hashem. That the light of God, the light of the most core part of my soul, should be revealed, should be dwelling within my body. What does that look like? And over here the Balatanya says, it is not the way. If you will have hopes for becoming, hopes for a sensory fulfillment, hopes for pleasure, if you're putting your security, if you're putting your faith in your attachments, if you are attached to physicality, that is not the way. That is precisely the beginning of all suffering. That is precisely the, not the way that your soul will come deep into your body. So that is the beginning of enlightenment. The beginning of enlightenment is not a struggle. It's extremely important. We spent all this time making this real in our life. Finding times when we actually know this truth that the Alter Rebbe is saying over here. This is not a, a job to do. The job is not over here a job of struggle. Nobody is struggling at the moment of their chuppah to love their spouse unconditionally. Nobody is sitting at the moment of their chuppah and holding their spouse in love and making that pledge to honor them, to love them, to cherish them unattached. And in fact, when a person gets married, if a day later they find out that their spouse has a life-threatening illness, or their spouse is terminally ill, they will be there in mind, in body, and in spirit. And with every fiber of their being, they will be totally devoted to the person they married. Because that is love. Because a love that's attached is not a love at all, but a love that's unattached is the essence of love. Because the essence of love is a love that flows from the heart. It flows through the heart. It's a love that's yishkoin. It's a love that's present. A love that's present is a love that's continuous. It's perpetual. It's not chopped up. It's not being held on to. It's not being limited. It's not being defined. It's not being narrowed. It's not conditioned. I love you, so you'll love me. I love what you do for me. I love the compliments you're going to give to me. So Yishkud Oir Hashem is the core of my soul flowing through my body, flowing through my consciousness. And if I'm tense, if I have other desires, if I have other wills, if I have other wants, if I'm in a state of 
psychological or spiritual dis-ease, disease, where there's no easement, there's no softness, I'm not easygoing, I'm not present, I'm not aware, I'm not attentive to the soul that's pumping through my heart right now, the soul that's animating my brain, the soul that's constantly doing something from new every single moment, if I'm not aware of that, then that is the opposite of Yishkan Hashem. Then I'm in a state of entrapment, I'm in a state of fragmentation, I'm in a state of brokenness. And therefore we are going very deep into this idea of the essence of enlightenment. And we are looking at this from multiple angles because the Balatanya is going to demand that we go to the oimik machshavtoy. A person goes to the depth of his understanding to imagine and picture the core of enlightenment, which is that my soul is animating my body from nothing to something at this moment, which means that the core of my soul, which is the part of God, is creating the world every single minute from something to nothing. Meaning to say that there is no thing, nothing doesn't mean over here only emptiness. But nothing means something beyond our comprehension, ungraspable. It's not comprehensible, it's not comprehensible. The fact that Hashem is creating the world from nothing to something every moment is the core of life. So when the Alter Rebbe lays out this sentence, it might seem like it's another sentence, but in fact it is nothing, nothing could be further than the truth. This idea that by being attached to your desires, to your hopes, to your sensory pleasures, to your material cravings, that is not the way in which the light of God will dwell in you, it is the core. That is the beginning of enlightenment. To know that, to be aware of that. Any moment that you are aware of that is Yishkunar Hashem. Yishkunar Hashem happens automatically. The Balatanya can't describe to you Yishkunar Hashem. Yishkunar Hashem, the light of God being revealed in your soul, is the revelation that you had at the moment of your chuppah. Was your ego present at the moment of your chuppah? Is a person's ego going to be present the last hour that they're alive? Is there going to be any room for any negativity? Is there going to be any room for complaining? Is there going to be any room for drama? Is there going to be any room for accumulation? Is there going to be any room for description, for interpretation? Is a person going to do good for the compliment that they could get? For which compliment? The compliment that they're going to get tomorrow, but tomorrow is never going to come. So the illusion of tomorrow 
is the creation of pain. The creation of fear, the creation of suffering, the creation of desire, the creation of chayim basarim, of some sensory pleasure that's going to be better tomorrow. But in the face of death, when a person is faced with actual death, the pleasure and the desire for something material disappears instantly. And the ultimate desire, which is the desire for life, which is the beginning of all life, which is the life of the living God, which is the soul of all the souls, which is the creator of the world, which can only be grasped right now, that life only happens now. But the ego can't survive in that place. Because the ego is a fragment and a figment of our imagination. Suffering and pain cannot survive in the face of life. In the actual moment right now, when God is creating you from nothing to something. In that moment right now, there is no possible way that you can have any problem at all. But because the miracle of creation is so powerful, because the miracle of creation is the only thing that is, and because it's incomprehensible, and because it's a pleasure that's beyond any pleasure we can imagine, the pleasure of life, therefore we are oblivious to it. And therefore we are unenlightened. And therefore we wither away, we squander our life on petty pleasures and petty pursuits for one moment in time. When we all, when we are truthful with ourselves, we all recognize that if we were to be in a space where we're about to die, we would give every single pleasure up just to experience the pleasure of life. And the Balatanya says that that is the beginning of enlightenment. To realize that Al-Korchach Atachai. You were not asked if you should live. And your soul animates your body every moment from nothing to something. And that is beyond your will. There is no will involved in that. So in essence you have no will at all. You were created without a will. Even you don't have a will to live. Because life is thrust upon you. Life flows through you. You don't choose life. Life flows through you. And that is the beginning of enlightenment to recognize that there is a greater purpose for why you're put into this world. There is a will that God has with why you were put into this world. And therefore, your will automatically should be nullified to His will. And we're saying that in most of Tanya, he's talking about struggle. A person is not able to nullify His will. So what is different in Simon Yeralef? Because in Simon Yeralef, he's talking about the panoramic view. He's giving you an option. 
for enlightenment. So you wonder, where is the work in that enlightenment? Should I be struggling to fight my desires? Or maybe is it possible that we can imagine the truth of reality to the point that there are no desires at all? Maybe we could just, for one moment, be aware of the fact that by being attached, your soul will never dwell in your body. The light of God will never dwell in your body. If you're developing your ego, you're never gonna be, you're gonna always be alone. If you're conditioned, if you're marrying somebody, which marriage is a metaphor for what you're experiencing with God, if you're marrying somebody for what they could give you, you will never have an enlightened marriage. But if you're marrying what you could give them, then you will put yourself away, you will put your whole self, which you're full of yourself, you want to expand yourself, you will put that away without no fight. And you will discover the other person. You will put it away instantly. Because in the moment of your chuppah, there was no need in the face of the truth of my pledge, the truth of the wedge of me becoming one with another person. Me closing my eyes. Was anybody's eyes opened by their chuppah? Whether you knew this or not, was your eyes opened by your chuppah? The eyes that went deep into your soul, deep into your attachment, that you're being attached in a physical way to another human being. Because you are one with that person, because before you came into this world, you were one with that person. And that oneness, that unity is independent if they're going to do something for you or not. Yes, you could go counterintuitive. Yes, you could find a time in life when you get so trapped, so hurt, so fragmented, that you say, I cannot live with this person anymore. That's the beauty of the choice that we have in this world. We make our stand over here. And we could choose to do anything. We could choose to ignore the poor person when we come out of a store. We could choose to just be self-absorbed, self-oriented, self-preserved, self-centered, and self-directed. Or we could choose to go beyond self, to become a partner with God in creation. To give rather than to get. To live a life of giving, which is the core of my heart, which means that my soul flows through my consciousness. Or to hold on to my soul, to hold on to this moment, to hold on to myself, to my animal, to de deal with the outside of life. What could I get? The outside of my heart, the outside of my mind, the worrying, the withering, the hopes, the aspirations. For one moment in time, we're going to have pleasure. So does a person want to discover their inside? which is their infinity, which is something that flows out through them, which is something that comes from them through ease? Or does a person want to be in a state of constant struggle, a constant worry, constant aspirations? And this is the core of enlightenment that the Balatani is explaining in this simon, that the beginning of enlightenment is the recognition. That is the mere fact that a person wants Sensory pleasures. It's the mere fact that he hopes that somehow one minute in the future he's going to have one type of fulfillment. It is that mere will, those desires 
which stop him from having Yishkan Hashem. And the moment the person thinks about this deeply, truthfully, then instantly a person begins to have the beginning of enlightenment. Because he reenacts his chuppah. And at the moment of his chuppah, his eyes are closed. Because this physical, external reality of this world is closed. And he's highly meditative, he's highly attentive to the moment. Because he does not want to miss this moment. Like the rest of his life potentially could be missed. And he wants to make the moment of attachment, of true attachment, of true Yishkan Hashem, of true enlightenment. He wants that moment to be as fully present as possible. And the, the, a person is so alive at the moment of his chuppah that no matter what he was thinking, his ego is not there. His recording process is not there. His observation is not there. Because there's no room for a self, there's no room for an animal, there's no room for an ego. When the soul of your life comes so deeply into your body. And that's why we explain that when a person experiences an accident, and they watch their car flip over and they see death right before them, the life that they experience after that blasts away, obliterates, eliminates. It, it just, it's mevatal, it, it, it nullifies, it abrogates, it just, it blows out. The idea of a self out of the way and a person starts to live fully. There's no worries, there's no hopes, there's no, there's no ego, there's no arrogance. There's no fragmentation. Fragmentation means brokenness. There's no sense of self. The sense of self is dis- in the face of who you are, in the face of life. How could self exist? Self is one moment in time. Self is trying to hold on to one moment that Hashem is creating the world and make that perpetual. But every moment he's giving you the gift of birth. Every moment is the gift of life. And that's why the Balatanya explains that what he's explaining in this parak. He says this in the Sefer Maimarim Kitsarim. This is the demand of a person. This is the demand of a person. All the time. To be aware that the world is being created from something. Something right now is from nothing. Is God is creating it right now, and it's brand new. And if you know that, you have the beginning of enlightenment. Because the beginning of enlightenment is to recognize that there's no such thing as old. Because old is the continuation of the past. But the miracle of this life, the infinity of this world, the knowing of God, the touching, to be able to touch God, could only happen at this moment right now. And the past and the future are glimmers, of glimmers of glimmers of what you have right now. And because it's so beyond comprehension, because it's ungraspable, because we can't define it, because we can't hold it, because the ego can't do something with it. We opt rather than living in the present moment, we opt rather than put away the ego, to come deeply within the ego. And therefore the Balatanya says, This is not the way the light of your consciousness is going to... If you have a will, if you have a desire, if you're forgetting your mission in this world, if you're forgetting the point that every single moment you could know God in this life, and that there's nothing bad that could happen to you, because Hashem put you in this world for a purpose, 
And his will is the ultimate will. And he is the ultimate life. And the core of your consciousness is God. And you can become partners with God in creation. Because he's a giver. He's a giver and you can be a giver. And you didn't marry your spouse what you could get from them. You married what you could give them. And if you're getting, it's wonderful. But you're still an ego. But if you're giving and you're only looking to give, that's the highest form of getting, but that's still not the purpose. The purpose is to be able to give. Because then you're not alone. A person is not a part of you. They're not growing you. But you are knowing them. And when you are putting yourself away to know them, you're becoming one with them. But because you know them, not because they're becoming part of you. And you don't know them. And you're nullifying them. And you have to put yourself away in the same exact way to know God. To put yourself away to discover God. Because when you discover God, you become enlightened. You have a meaningful life. There's no pain. There's no suffering. There's only happiness. There's only joy. But that can't happen if you don't meditate it right now. And if you're going to forget it in a few minutes from now, there won't be Yishkinah Hashem. So as long as a person remembers this, and he's aware of this perpetually, which is his job, which is the tremendous idea of enlightenment, then a person will live a life where he and the Creator are one. And the core and the beginning of this enlightenment that the Balatanya is talking about in the Simon is, as we're going to get deeper into it, in the next few lines, is b'chol esu b'chol rega. To be aware of this constantly. But could a person be aware of this constantly if they have so much more important things to do? And do they really have so many more important things to do? What does that look like? What does the picture of that look like? And this knowledge, what we're learning now, this is the beginning of enlightenment. If you don't know this, if you never knew this, your whole life will wither away. But if you know this, now you can do something with it. You have a choice to put this application on your smartphone, to make this real in your life, or just to watch the demo, to see it as a form of entertainment, to see this idea of enlightenment and say, I have so many more important things to do than to become in touch with another person, to listen once in my life to another person, to put myself away. Not what they're about to say, I should react, but to really listen, to hear. Maybe I could hear something brand new. Maybe if I put my ego away for one second, I will actually, maybe if I put my aspirations away for one second, I could be fully present and be fully alive. Even for one moment. Maybe I could try it for one moment to split someone's seat, to be fully there for my spouse, precisely when they attack me, precisely when they diminish my ego. And just be fully present and just give unattached love, unconditional love. Because it's those moments when the deepest core of my soul, my giving come out. My deepest core of who I am, that I'm doing that I can be like God, where I can give. And that is the beginning of what he's saying, he's Yishkin HaRashem.